I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Well, once more, we survived the threat of war and found a fragile peace. I thought I could give you all the gift of the freedom from war, but I was wrong. It's not mine to give. We're still a young planet. There are galaxies out there, other civilizations for us to meet, to learn from. What a brilliant future we could have. And there will be peace. There will be peace when the people of the world want it so badly that their governments will have no choice but to give it to them. I just wish you could all see the Earth the way that I see it. Because when you really look at it, it's just one. So they're they're so they're now the museum and Gene Hackman. If you don't mind me saying so, he's dressed like a cunt in this. Series. Oh yeah. Oh my god. We well, see. I, I I in also I had a, I had a question about his hair because in Superman one he's he's got Gene Hackman's hair, mm. um, and in the intervening nine years, uh, he's obviously receded a little bit. Mm. Um, not hugely, but it's 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 going, and um, but it's revealed at the end of Superman one that Lex Luthor's wearing a wig. Yeah. Um, and so I assume he's wearing a wig, but it's a wig of a balding man. It's like it's it's if I if I was bald as Lex Luthor is, I'd I'd, I'd look like Michael Fabricant. You know what I mean? I'd yeah. I'd have I'd have the most luscious fucking wig. I'd look like Lamal, <laughs> and um, it's you know it's it's um, and he's just gone. What do you want? I want a big bald spot on the back and just the tiniest wisp at the front where my fringe used to Isn't be. Isn't this what Bruce Forsyth used to do? Have balding wigs. Mm. Really? Or Wogan, one of the two. That's interesting. So basically they've thought, that their their reasoning is, nobody would think I would wear a wig that makes me look like I'm going slightly bald. Mm. So this is the ultimate crime. Oh, well. Well, Bruce used to get, he used to build a, he used to build a roof, like a thatched roof, but out of hair. And he'd take a tile off each time and put that on his head. Yeah. By, by the looks of it. Because it was just well, like I'm- a flat space of hair. It was, wasn't it? It's. Like, I've never really mm. thought of Bruce Forsyth. I knew Wogan was bald, um, but I didn't. Part yeah, of me, part of me refuses to believe that Wogan was bald. Well, you see, I love him so much. Mm. I sort of, I sort of just go. There's nothing imperfect about him. Not that it's there's just, anything wrong with him being bald. I just, just the fact that, that he's wearing a wig. That. I just don't want to believe that he wore a wig. Yeah, you think Wogan was so funny and sort of comfortable in his own skin that mm. he just being bald. But ah, fuck it, yeah, it's fine. But yeah. you know, there you go. Rest in peace. Maybe Terry. he had like a merkin or something. Now I buy that. Mm. Oh yeah. Imagine, oh, just Terry Wogan dropping his pants and going, "Do you want it rough or do you want it smooth?" 
in that lovely lilting Limerick accent. Just, I got this let, out of the old BBC canteen. He's, he, Terry Wogan's the sort of person you'd let do anything to you, isn't it? Like, even, you know, I'm not gay, but if Terry Wogan said, do you want to have a kiss? I'd be like, all right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Definitely. Just, yeah. You know, just a little one. Go on. Mm. And um, <laughs> the lift. In the lift of the BBC. Yeah, be brilliant. But... Um, then Bruce Forsyth said, do you want one? No. Oh, no. Look at the yeah. state of you. What have you done? But um, So he's there in... They like go to see... Steptoe's well-to-do your twin brother. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he fucking does. <laughs> yeah, so they steal Superman's hair. Which he... must have been... They must have got that strand of hair when Superman was rocking some fine-ass mullet because it's, yeah. it's, it's a big, long hair. Well long. Yeah. And um, so obviously there's been a time between Superman movies where he's... Um, She's been letting it go, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. and just when he's, yeah. Talking of hair, uh, what bothers me in this film and in the third one, I forgot to mention on that podcast, Christopher hmm. Reeve insisted on wearing a wig when he was Superman. Now, I didn't, I knew you got, obviously I knew he had brown hair, which he hmm. dyed black. Hmm. And I assume everybody who's played Superman has somehow made their hair blacker, hmm. if it isn't already. But why wear a wig? I think he didn't like dyeing his hair, is what I read. Ugh. You think for the money you would, but yeah. So it's a bit weird. It looks a bit odd when he's Superman because he's wearing a wig. But he got. I suppose this is the sort of thing that we ask each other in pubs. Like if they gave you, if they gave you six million quid to be Jimmy Savile in a movie, would you do it? And you're like, of course I fucking would. You know what I mean? It's mm. like, um, but if somebody says to me, "Do you want to be Superman?" I mean, yes, you'll have to dye your hair as a fucking deal breaker. Yeah, you know and also, I mean? it's, it's not, not as if you're dyeing your hair in, in your bath. A professional person at the studio is doing it, aren't they? Yeah, and I assume it only needs to be done once. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless you're filming for for years. This was probably made in six weeks. So, it, you know, um, so, oh, I didn't realise you wore a wig for two and three. Mm. Um, uh, three and four. Three and four, three yeah. and four, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Um, so, they steal his hair, mm. and they... There's loads of stuff you see. I, I, in the building that's now a Ballantine gym. Is it? Yeah, in Milton Keynes. In, in Milton Keynes. Mm. Oh God, Milton Keynes must have been like little Hollywood back then. Oh, Just imagine. Just everywhere. Yeah. There's, um, so they nick his hair and mm. do they They go off and they do... Because I I read up on the missing bits, and um, which we don't obviously need to discuss because it's not there. But do you know when... Um, you know when... What's her name? Lacey? Mm-hmm. She turns up at Clark's... And says um, we're going to go to the Metro Club or yes. something like that. You're That's a whole nighttime beat. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it to the nerdiest fucker. I give it to the Virgin. It's like sending Arthur Negus to a rave. <laughs> <laughs> but I have just, actually. Sorry, Arthur Negus just come peeled off his face with a glow stick. <laughs> just right, type it up, Arthur. He was horrible. Um, and tonight you're going to a disco with Mr... Um, Mr. Co- What's his name again? The man on the platform shoes? Oh, Mr. Hornsby. <laughs> Mr. Hornsby's having a night in. You're going to report on that. Mr. Hornsby's... <laughs> oh, God. Mr. Hornsby's like the, the Tiger King of Smallville. Intimate, yeah, intimate happenings for sensitive people. Sensual people. Um, yeah, he's... Um, I can't get Mr. Hornsby out of my head now. I want to see a oh. spin-off. Where it's, um, but I spoke just, to Clive Mantle. I'm sorry to hear. Oh, not Clive Mantle. Clive Mantle's lovely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought you meant Clive. Who's the guy, the grumpy one from Doctor Who? Clive Swift. Yeah, not Clive Swift. No. no. Clive Mantle, what did he have to say? Did you talk to him about this? I talked to him about this specifically for the live show, and he sent mm. me a big, long uh, document, God bless him, 
about his experiences on the film. But I won't read mm. it all because there's tons of it. Yeah. Uh, but just basically, he had a miserable time. Uh, Sidney J. Fury was all right. Gene Hackman was lovely. Apparently, at one point, he suggested doing a scene in a particular way. And then Sidney J. Fury ignored him and said, what do you want to do, Gene, to Gene Hackman? And Hackman went, let's try it the kid's way. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, he said uh, he played word games with Christopher Reeve while waiting for shots. Um uh, loved it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I'll say words. You say words. Yeah. Career yeah. fucked. Yeah, don't go on a horse. Uh, <laughs> uh, but essentially, horse. The, how high? <laughs> the long and short of it is, is that they didn't tell him they'd cut out, cut him out of it, and he got family members, crew, you know, crew t-shirts and jumpers for nephews and nieces and things. And when he turned up at the premiere, it was only then he'd find out that he wasn't in it. Is that for, that's yeah. fucking awful? Yeah. That's really awful. Yeah. That's, that is bad. He said, I was only aware I was, I was cut after um, I got my agent to inquire about tickets to the premiere. I was doing a TV job in Birmingham and staying on about the 10th floor of a hotel. My agent rang and said she was about to have her most difficult conversation ever with a client. I was very shocked and was told that the preview audience hadn't understood the character. So he was cut. Wow. I read that the film was cut to a shorter time because it meant it could be shown more times a day. I think that's also something. I think he mentions that as well. Right. Um, oh, poor old Clive. I mean, he's gone on to great things. But oh, I yeah. Mean, it's, um, well, that's a kick in the tits, isn't it? Mm. This was after or during the time he was playing Little John yes, and Robin of Sherwood. exactly. So, um, yeah, God, that's... I mean, I suppose he had that gig for another year but um that's that's a terrible way to treat somebody that's i'm Mm. I'm shocked at that i mean it's who did he say was a prick uh fury sounds like like a bit of a prick yeah yeah but he said christopher reeve was very friendly and very giggly oh that kind of is at odds with what i've read about him on this in that um margot kiddo said that he was grumpy all the time because um he could tell it was a piece of shit yeah he apparently Um, took john cryer to one side on the first day and said this is going to be awful Oh, now that's another. That's uh, welcome to the film, by the way, John. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll be running the company. Um, mm. But I think John Cryer's got gone on to great things. I didn't realize. Well, he's done lots. Mm. Isn't he in Two Point Four Men? Two and a half men. Two and a half men. Two point yeah. four men. Two point four children. He was in. <laughs> two point four. He played children. Belinda Lang. Yeah, God, he's a he's a chameleon. Oh, amazing. Um, he can disappear into anything. Mm. <laughs> so can I, Mister <laughs> Hornby. Um, but especially Belinda Lang. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, for some reason, I thought Belinda Lang had died, and she's not dead. It was um, the poor man who was in it with her. Um, oh yeah, Gary Olson. Gary Olson, yeah. But um, he, yeah, it's um, he, yeah. That, that is a shame about Clive Mantle because I, I think um, that's an awful way to treat somebody. It's horrible because it happened earlier on in his career. But as you say, he's gone on to do some incredible stuff. So he probably looks back at it and laughs now but i, I mean I, so, yeah. but uh, yeah the fact that you're not in superman 4 is only a good thing mm. but um the uh, i mean what was i going to say it was about something to do oh yeah they go to the metro but that's all chopped there's a whole mm. action scene that's it there's which, a big which is on the blu-ray by the way is it because i was that's what i was trying to it's say in the deleted it, scenes and for some reason the temp track they've used for the battle and i mm. shit ye not is the theme to bric a brac <laughs> The kids' TV show. Yeah, the I have no idea why they use that as a temp track, but it's on there. I'm going to YouTube that second this is done. I'm going to that's because the fight scene. Like I mean, they so they have a bit in the the Metro Club where they're just kind of going, oh, champagne. Yeah, dancing about. 
Yeah, and then is he acting? I I sort of you see I adore that Superman and everything, but I find Clark Kent a bit much. Yeah, you know it's like even it's nineteen eighty seven, and she's trying to dance with him. Mm. Uh, you know, and he's all like, oh, don't touch me, Clark. It's like just mm. relax. I'm not gonna fucking you know. And even <laughs> if I do want to fuck you, we're both in our thirties. It's fine. Yeah, you know, borderline. Relax. Yeah, so I mean, the um, but that's all chopped, and so they steal the hair. Do we didn't go straight through to um, oh, it's Jeremy and the letter, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's kid tells Superman tells kid to drop dead is the planet headline. That's the thing, yeah, because the Daily Planet is um, a terrible paper now without yeah. Perry. Yeah, so about <laughs> tells kid drop dead. So, so they have a press conference, and it looks like they're holding it in a branch of Costco. Yeah, that's the scene. He, that's the scene he was talking about, where he said, uh, "Oh no, that's not the scene he was talking about." No, they it's the Metropolis com- Hotel, which I don't know what it is, but it doesn't look like a hotel. No, it's it's probably the reception of Elstree Studios, mm. you know. And um, he, yeah, does he say he's going to get all the nuclear weapons, or he says he's going to do something about it? Well, he sees the newspaper, and then he goes off into another room to think about it, and then he flies to the Fortress of Solitude, and we get the bit we talked about earlier with Susanna York and betrayed, betrayed, betrayed. Betrayed, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Lois comes to Superman's house. Oh, uh, sorry, to Clark's house, and says, "We're going to the awards dinner, remember?" And then he's like, "Oh, can we go and get some fresh air?" Yeah. Now this whole scene bothered me uh, because mm. it's from start to end because he's sitting watching TV and pondering, mm. and you think you could ponder just as much while saving people from falling off bridges, mm. from you know, letting from fixing train lines, that train. You know, he should be out supermaning. He shouldn't yeah. be like at any point in the world. There's going to be stuff he could be doing, and he he's just sitting there scratching his ass and watching the telly in a well, I mean, Somewhere out there, Mister Hornsby's is strangling a sex worker. Yeah, and like yeah. I mean, he could he could he could help him strangle that sex worker double quick. <laughs> he's Superman. You know I mean? Now, this is what I was talking about earlier. Now, he takes off his glove. He falls off the building, and Lois is like, "Clark, don't do it." Yeah, which is what, how you react to being pulled off the, a building by a suicide. Yeah. You you just shout their name repeatedly. And he takes off his glasses and then she goes, Superman. So I think she had she had forgotten. Right. Oh. Okay. I'm with you here. That's oh. fine. Okay. Oh. So he walks to the edge of the building, pulls her off, and she, she's sort of going, Clark, 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 oh. as if he's trying to juggle near some glasses yeah, yeah. rather than, you know, falling, falling to her death. Sure. Yeah. And um, so he he's in Superman. And I've long given up on um, how Superman changes in these movies. Sometimes yeah. he takes his clothes off. Hmm. But then in Superman 2, he runs down an alley and just blurs into Superman. Blurs so, yeah. you know. I Even then, I kind of went, maybe he's moving so fast his clothes burn off. Mm. But anyway, mm. um, doesn't matter. So he's jumped off. He's in his costume, but for the glasses. And even then, she's looking at him. And then he takes off the glasses. And you're right. She goes, Superman. Not Clark in the Superman. But, um, and the bit that's always bothered me is she hangs the glasses on a little bit of her dress. Yeah, because even later when they get back to the house, I thought what would have been quite fun is if they fall, but mm. then he just goes into his room, opens a drawer, and there's like 20 pairs of glasses in there. That would be brilliant. There. So they're f- they've, he's jumped off a building. She has no idea either what what's going on. She just sort of fo- follows him off the building. So mm. if it, it, it's it's a bizarre thing to do. If you Look, I'm fond of you, John, but if you were walking towards the edge of a building holding my hand, yeah. you, would, you wouldn't be going over the edge holding my hand. No. I'd probably throw you rather than let you take me. But, um, it's a very so legal go- weapon, isn't it? Do you want to jump? No, I don't. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, but, yeah, it's... it's um, 
it's it's what they do it anyway. He turns mm. into Superman with his glasses on, mm-hmm. and uh, she hooks them onto her belt. Yeah. Um, they fly around. The geography of Superman movies is, is fascinating as this well. This one's because, confusing, isn't it? Because yeah. it, like I assume from what we've been shown that Clark lives in if if Metropolis is um, New York, mm. then he lives in Midtown somewhere. He's he's surrounded by buildings it's 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 a fucking huge city but within the blink of an eye we're flying over cattle in mm. the plains of kansas or somewhere and then through valleys and things i'm not saying there's no there's no valley flying at speed that would take her fucking skin off you know <laughs> what i mean <laughs> yeah they're like going over co- old steam trains yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> they just fly, flying past Steamboat Willie, just fucking Mickey Mouse whistling away, and it's 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 um yeah they just all over the fucking shop. It's like, you know if they'd gone past the Eiffel Tower, I wouldn't have blinked. So mm. like, uh-huh. It's just all the stock footage they've got just lying on the floor. They've gone right it's flying past. But this, there's that, there's a really bad um, ADR as well. I think it's ADR or if it's on the day where he just points to something and goes, "Look at that! Look at that! I know <laughs> what." <laughs> I know. <laughs> well yeah but it's a cow yeah, yeah. ever seen one of them before <laughs> look yeah, at that what's that that's Mr Hornby now he he doesn't know we can see him why is he making love to a pig I don't know how does he get so many of those eggs in there <laughs> oh of course sorry you can't see them <laughs> it looks like that bit in Alien where John Hurt goes down that's what his anus looks like <laughs> let's land I'll show you basically Mr Hornby's arse looks like what the face huggers come out of yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, it's 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 that. Yeah, it, it's and in the fact that Ridley Scott's been up there with a marigold on. <laughs> Mr. Horby had to save up a lot of money before he could afford to fly Ridley Scott in. That's, <laughs> it's my birthday. Um, <laughs> we're going to do this, and then I'm going to go and sell that farm. It's um, Ridley Scott in, insisted on writing an origin story as to how he got there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But they go back to his apartment, and then he, get, he kisses her again. Eventually, they get back to his apartment, and this is where we fall out because what? she says something like, "He says something like you knew or you know," and she goes, "I've always known," or something like that. Hmm. And then he, so I was confused. I was thinking, so she knows. I don't know. I think you're right because she doesn't act like she knows he's Superman at no. all ever no. until until this bit. Um, and then he re-kisses so, her and she forgets everything again. She goes all spud again. How many times has he done this? He's done it at least twice. This is the, it's, I mean, um, I'd be borrowing fibres off her and snogging her. Yeah, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. I'd just be like, you know, oh, give us a go in your, give us a go in your remote control car. Yeah. And then... <laughs> a remote control car? I don't know. If she had stuff I wanted, I'd just take it and kiss mm, her. And mm. she'd forget. Look, the first thing that popped into my head that I might possibly want is a remote control car. Sure. And it seems like the sort of thing that Lois would have. Mm. Um, but he just kisses her and she forgets that he's Superman. And then a bloke dressed as Superman, because it's obviously not it's obviously not Christopher Reeve, yes. walks off into the room, with, mm. making great pains not to show you his face. Mm. And he's probably wearing Christopher Reeve's wig. Probably yeah, is. And yeah. um, and then uh, actual Clark Kent comes out the door a second later, and um, there's all this stuff. I mean, that scene itself, leading up to the jump and everything, is like he they're having this chat, and he goes, "Should we get some fresh air?" If I was in your fl- place hmm. and I needed some fresh air, should we get some fresh air? You probably go, "Mm-hmm." You wouldn't even, you know, that'd be the level. You just open the door and we go outside. Hmm. She's like, 
yeah, fresh air, fresh air, sure, sure, fresh air. And I'm like, is she okay? She yeah. It's this sort of... Anyway, so that all happens. Then he, they, they're back. Clark Kent, she's recovering from being having her mind wiped by the snog. Yeah. And um, where do they go then? Well, we then cut to the UN. Oh, yeah. This is the bit. This is the bit that Christopher Reeve was um, bemoaning. About. Yeah. Yeah, and rightly so. I mean, he said if Superman... If this was happening in Superman 1, Richard... Donna would have made sure that 42nd Street in New York or wherever the fucking UN is mm. uh, would have been UN off. Road <laughs> UN Boulevard yeah. cul-de-sac mm. and um, he, um, you're going to have Superman striding down the middle with loads and hundreds and hundreds of people going, oh, Superman. like Rocky the, basically yeah mm. yeah and in this we get a couple of people having a fag in the and background a rubber fire hydrant yeah yeah, yeah, mm. and he sort of walks. They they really can't even through like angles and stuff. They really can't can't make it look impressive or mm. like even if they got those extras to run around like fucking greased chickens and made them change the clothes and stuff. It's it's basic. Mister Hornby's head pops up greased what? <laughs> 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 but it's like but it's, so he goes to the UN and they're all absolutely fine. I I, I love the um I love this sort of. You know, maybe it's because I was. I suppose I'm ruined a little bit by the boys and mm. imagining what Superman would be like if he was like Homelander. You mm. know, um, and it's um, if Superman turned up and says, "I'm going to throw all your nuclear weapons into space," you'd have no option but to let him. But I, there's part of me, the part of me that likes movie magic of this era of my childhood. The bit where he says, "Madam Secretary, may I speak?" and she goes. And I think you will need a sponsor. And then he looked, literally everybody puts their hands up. I'm like, oh, That's nice, isn't it? What you need is Farage down the front. Sneering. Arm, arms folded, yeah. staring at the ground, going, fuck off back where you came from. Mm. Just, yeah. That, yeah. There'd have to be one. Yeah. But, I mean, and being Irish, this is a particularly Irish thing people do, I think, is that um, when, when it cuts to everybody putting their hands up, I scan the room mm. for the Irish delegation. Well, the but English are right at the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's made there. You know yeah, what I mean? So it's, yeah. um, I mean, everybody in that room is English. So. Well, they should do what they used to do in the Batman the series, where everyone's wearing the clothes where they're from. So there's like a little Inuit bloke at the back in full full costume. Yeah, yeah. just uh, just French with a beret, with a bit onions around his neck. Yep. Um, you know, on a on a bicycle, just par- just, just on, on a bicycle, bicycle yeah. in his chair. Mm. You know, <laughs> <laughs> having sex with a woman while smoking. Italian just, on a moped. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. shouting, but Italian and moped, but with a like with with a pizza man kind of apron on. Yes, you know, with grease down it and stuff, because yeah. um, that's Italians and the Irish, I guess, a bomb and a potato, clay pipe, clay pipe, <laughs> a big red beard, bomb and a fiddle, a little pig under his arm. Pig under his arm, yeah. definitely. But um, it's so he's there. Everybody loves him, so they all say we'll sponsor you. And then she does this all lovely smile. She goes, "Go ahead." And she goes, "I guess that'll have to do." Or mm. something. I guess Love that's it. good enough. Yeah, yeah, that's lovely. That's because lo- you can see there's there's a little glint of lovely charm in it. There's definitely, a, and this is what I said to you before we start. I hated this film. Mm. I fucking loathed it for so many years, mm. and then you the other day, interestingly, went, "Oh, I love it," and I thought, "Well, I don't know if I could love it," but um, but I watched it, and it's definitely, definitely, definitely not as bad as I remember, and I might be just more forgiving as an older man, or maybe it's just we'll talk about it later, but maybe mm. it's because I've seen. I always put it in the same box as Batman and Robin, and it's nowhere near as bad as that. No, film. I think Batman and Robin is so lost 
as to its original intentions. Yeah. Whereas this one at least is in keeping with... If you watch this... I mean, obviously, if you watch the first one, then this back-to-back, you'd be like, what the fuck happened? I'm horrified, yeah. But at the same time, you'd be like, well, at least it's a kind of comic book plot and there's mm. Gene Hackman's in it and there's some consistencies here and there. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's... there's I, I eBayed the Superman 4 movie comic adaptation yesterday mm. to see how much it would be it's about quid you know um mm. but some people have put up pages like scans of pages from inside and it's drawn like superman the comic book yeah like they don't make any attempts i think i had go, it at the time yeah did you yeah. yeah and it looks it works you're kind of looking at it and go yeah mm. i can see this as a comic so it's it's mm. you know it falls between two stools it's it's probably not a great comic it's not a great film it's mm. in the middle but so goes to the un and says i'm gonna th- i'm gonna get rid of all your nuclear bombs effective um, immediately and they all cheer. Mm. And you think, well, if it was that big of a fucking... If you're all getting boners over this, you could have done it yourself. You could have done it yourself. I always think that, yeah. You know, yeah. but, you know, leave it, leave it to oh, the alien. Imagine, imagine the headlines. What would the headlines be? Well, because uh, Lois mentions it at the dinner thing, doesn't she, with Mr. Warfield saying, are you, uh, are you working on behalf of... Are you a lefty, basically, type yeah. thing? The sun would be now, like, disgusting, woke flying alien yeah taking away our safety yeah you know what i mean yeah and the, the guardian would be like oh sexy vegan mm. throws boom booms into the sun it's yeah i mean he's uh, the politics of it are very odd in the mm. sense that you know but they could have all done it themselves well they do they the right have, thing in ignoring it i think that's probably what you have to do i guess yeah they're kind of going i'm not going to be the one to do it fuck mm. it you know but where does he get his giant net from johnny I well, I mean that's the least of my worries. But the mm. the, the giant net it just pops out of nowhere, and you you think um, it's we're living in a world where he pulls his s off and throws it at um, non non yeah, and you know so Paul when he was doing the Superman three one summed it up by saying there is bits where it's just slightly magic. Now the mm. net's not magic; he could have made that, but um, mm. so I assume he's just made his net. He only uses it once. Mm throwing them singly but um and also he's a bit of a lazy man because he goes i'm gonna do it effective immediately mm. and you go really well no i'm gonna wait till you fire them mm. and then i'm gonna collect them he could have just flown around the world like he's able to spin the world back in time by yeah. flying around it super fast so he could just go got this got that got that and put bring them all up into his net throw it into the sun done do it in the afternoon you know but um but would that he, do because you know the sun is basically a giant nuclear bomb anyway mm-hmm. yeah i mean would this add to or detract from its power by throwing endless fuel on it you wonder i mm. mean it's like ah uh, i don't know because it's constantly exploding mm. um i think it probably wouldn't really have much of an effect to be honest with you I I, so. I, 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 me too i mean mm. i'm just because even as even as a child i thought well that's nuclear that's radiation mm. that's being radiated back at us but i mean i think this you know <laughs> just to get rid of all We're the probably bombs. far enough away from it that it wouldn't like give everyone cancer or anything you'd hope i mean that's it, it's like you know that's superman five it's just yeah. him walking around looking totting looking really guilty looking at bald children going ah oh, sorry no beating them up because they remind oh, him of lex Luthor. oh yeah yeah he's just smacking the shit out of a load of bald kids <laughs> you little evil bastards but um Look, when he, we uh, when we said yes to the ward visit we didn't think you'd get ptsd and start hitting people <laughs> <laughs> What you didn't think isn't my problem, slap. <laughs> Die, Luther. He's called Keith. He's 12. He's from He's from Leaf. Yes, he's called Keith from Leaf. Keith from Leaf. 
Get over it. You've just broken his pelvis. He won't ever do him any more evil at all. He hasn't done any evil. Keith's just pulling himself along the floor, begging for death at this stage. Uh, someone's killed Keith from Leith. Just Barry Norman going, Superman 5 has taken a surprisingly dark turn from the series. <laughs> <laughs> that's the good poster Superman flying with a bit of a grin on his face like he normally is. actually your poster for Superman 4 is Brett the poster for Superman 4 is really good I love it it's my favourite Superman poster is it yeah I think Superman the movie's poster is surprisingly boring it is um, it's just three reg- it's three stripes three stripes clouds yeah two is him flying towards the three baddies yeah what's three it's him holding Richard Pryor and flying through the Grand Canyon. That can go fuck itself. Yeah, it's rubbish. That's shit. Um, mm. Yeah, four's, four's the best. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Um, so he gets rid of all the bombs into, mm. this, into the sun uh, with his big net from, like, fucking, I don't know, the middle aisle of Ikea. Which, presumably, he'll have to buy loads of nets because he throws the net as well into the sun. Throws the net as well. It's a big metal net, isn't it? Mm. Um, so, yeah. Maybe it's well, for see- fishing. I guess. Imagine <laughs> just turning up to go fishing to support your family and your big nets gone. Just getting blue whales. Yeah. <laughs> that would be just spinning it round and round and round. There's loads of nuclear bombs and just a terrified whale. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he's in space anyway would it be scary enough. No, no. As we'll soon discover, space is no harm to anyone. That's true. It's basically like going underwater, isn't it? You know, not even. Not even. Not even. No, it's Walking just, it's on like, it's near like going outside on a summer's day. Um, but, but, but Lex is now having a meeting with the three disgruntled arms dealers. So one is Porkins from Star Wars. Yeah. Two, Jim Broadbent. I know. Three, I Howard know. from Edward Creasing Circles. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely astounding. Mm. I paused it because I, was, I couldn't believe. Like, I, th- there's so much of this film... That is six degrees of Kevin Bacon mm. gold. You know what I mean? It's it's, and I just it it, it amazed me. I couldn't believe it was Jim, Jim Broadbent. But then I saw when I saw who the French guy was, and it is Herod. Mm. Um, well, he's the so Russian. He's Russian. Yeah, yeah, the mad Russian. That's right. But I just like to call him eccentric, which is apparently hilarious. But, Madly um, eccentric. Yeah, and just think, poor old Gene Hackman just must have just gone back to his hotel every night and just got through half a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, just on the phone to his missus or whoever, just fucking railing against the world. Mm. But um, the if you think that this was made two years before Batman, mm. roughly in the same same neck of the woods. Yeah. Uh, Batman wasn't filmed at Elstree, was it? No, that was Pinewood. No, Pinewood. All right. Anyway, no, just thinking of the classiness of it. Anyway, yeah, yeah. It's got nothing to do with anything. It's fine. But, so they, they meet up and he goes, oh, I'm a bollocks and you're a three pricks. Let's, um, let's just do evil. And they go, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And then, um, he gets, <laughs> he goes, imagine if they'd done it on a cloudy day. He, I wonder if he cancelled that meeting six times till it was the right weather. Because they go, they go, what's your plan? And he pulls back the curtains and sunlight goes into your man's eyes. And, and he re- does that wonderful, close to blind, the close sun to- is in my eyes. <laughs> You've already moved this meeting 12 times. I know, I needed a sunny day. By the way, I should point out two Oscar winners in that scene. Who are they? Gene Hackman. And Jim Broadbent. Jim Broadbent, yeah. 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 I should put that on the poster. It's it's probably on the back of a... Cheekily on the back of a Blu-ray somewhere, Mm. starring Oscar winner. Yeah. And Jim Broadbent from Paddington. Um, (laughs) It's, I mean... Who is now in the Elvis movie, isn't he? Is he? Well, if the Tom Hanks's performance in Elvis, he sounds like Jim Broadbent from Paddington. Oh, does he? Have you seen Elvis? Yeah. 
Is it my my wife and child went to see it the other day mm. and she didn't want to my wife didn't want to see it at all she thought it looked mental she the because Austin Butler um, mm. in in the trailer um, he just looks like he's made of plastic he just looks and I said well maybe that's a choice Gigi maybe that's because mm. he's a product you know mm. uh, Tom Parker you know all this kind of thing and um, she came back pleasantly surprised. I really enjoyed it, yeah. Did you? Mm. Yeah, she said it was very good. and um, I had no well, idea Colonel Tom Parker was Dutch, and, and his na- real name isn't Tom Parker. Didn't know any and of he's that. He's not a colonel. <laughs> no, actually, the, the, the swine. Mm. Um, yeah, his, he was... He was um, and he, That's why Elvis never toured, isn't it? He couldn't Because mm. Tom Parker couldn't, was, was, couldn't guarantee no he'd be allowed back in the... Uh, no passport. Mm. And also might, might get the boot. Yeah, so... And he is Dutch, isn't that weird? He's Dutch, and yeah. he's got. Does he have a? Does Tom Hanks have a Dutch accent? In uh, the... Yeah, he does at times. Yeah, I mean, he, he sounds like Jim Broadbent in Paddington. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, from the yeah. flicky picky book. <laughs> what the fuck he says about that thing? I hate Jim Broadbent in Paddington. I love the Paddington films, but I'd, I'd gladly watch a scene where Paddington smothers him. I watched it. <laughs> 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 with his arse yeah. because it's just it's because it's like a big pillow you're just, smothering me with your arshy farshy uh. and just Mr. <laughs> Mr. Hornby's head hoping into view at the window don't stop don't stop just <laughs> tell me how much you can't breathe and Mr. It's, Brown putting in a super injunction <laughs> <laughs> so no one finds out that Paddington murdered someone that he came on him while he was murdering someone <laughs> Just like I just I um I watched the extreme weight of massive talent the other day. Oh, it's great, isn't it? The unbearable weight. Yeah, it's yeah. it's brilliant. Really, really good. And um, the Paddington Two thing just really made me laugh. It's very it funny. Absolutely brilliant. But um, so yes, in that scene, yeah. two Oscar winners, mm-hmm. um, Jim Broadbent and Gene Hackman, and it it is kind of in, you do kind of go. I like both of those people. Hmm. I think you write a bit of in Paddington, but. Um, hmm. But in most things, he's good. Um, I tell you where I do like him a lot, and this is just—I like him as the nerdy doctor in De- in the, um, the Curse of Fatal Death, the um, the comedy, what, the comic relief doctor. Oh, the thing. comic relief one, yeah, mm, yeah. Where I just thought he was, uh, yeah, you're good. My but, favorite um, Jim Broadbent is that Mike Lee film. Which one is it? Uh, High Hopes, is it? Life is, is sweet. Hope? Life is sweet. Life's, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Mm. Just not in Paddington. He's, he's doing something, but um, I am being that- smothered, weathered. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he he talks the uh, American William Hookins to put the uh, his little box of um, genetic material that he's made. Yeah. Mr. Hornby popping up again. <laughs> well, this is the question I'm going to ask you because yeah. he puts it on the side of the missile, and there's a good bit of Gene Hackman here. I don't know if it's improv or in the script or what. When he does the yeah. inclement override for the missile. Oh yeah, and yeah. as it flies over the bunker, he just goes, "Mistress." Yeah, I like that. I thought that. I thought that was, um, and he he properly acts it. Yeah, in the sense he kind of goes, it, it makes it doesn't make any sense in the sense of why would he hit it early mm. if there's a chance it's going to blow him to smithereens? But he does. And um, this film, he, this film basically lives and breathes on the fact that Christopher Reeve and Gene Hackman are so professional. Really, yeah. It? Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm. if one of them, if one of them had given slightly less of a fuck, it would have mm. fallen to pieces. It yeah. barely holds together. But yeah, that Mister's thing is brilliant, and mm. um, this is the garage chomping thing. He's, he's, he's great, and it mm. kind of goes back to that Superman one thing of him dressing up as generals, and you know, yeah. um, you know, love him. But he, so they fire that off into space. No, they do. They do. They fire it all up in the air. Yep. And now comes alarm. Nuclear Man. Yeah, and now Nuclear Man. 
again, a lot of things start well. Like even the beginning of the film starts well with the Russian thing. Mm. But Nuclear Man comes out and he's a cartoon of a baby yeah. just staying inside a, a small explosion. And then he turns into Nuclear Man and you go, and he's there. His costume looks all right. Yeah, you know I, I mean? quite it's like, like Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, it, it, I, I'm a big fan of... Um, of if you're making a movie of super a superhero movie, um, don't don't be sorry about it. Just put the people in the in the Absolutely. costumes. That, yeah. You know, now Nuclear Man's not in the comics, but he is. He looks he looks proper. He looks he's like not, a product he, of comics. Yeah, yeah. He's not wearing a leather suit, a black leather suit. Going, oh, I'm just evil. You know what I mean? Mm. It's it's. That was one of my big disappointments with X Men when they all. Got, oh, like, I was just going to say that. Yeah. You know, it's come on, just give them their costumes. But um, so he he turns up and he's all long nailed and growly and he looks he looks good and played um, by Mark Pillow, played by the actor Mark Pillow. If who, I was him, I'd have started my own rice company. Your own what? My own rice company. Call it Pillow Rice. Pillow Rice. Yeah. He might have done. He he's done nothing done. since. No. I mean, he might be a millionaire with his rice thing, but I mean, it's... He's... He's... <laughs> God. He's there. And, I mean, that's all you can say about him. He's yeah. in it. Yeah. He's he's there. He doesn't... I mean, he does everything quite slowly. Mm. Um, he... He he just goes... To, he flies down to Earth and goes... To, does he immediately go to Lex Luthor's house? And just, he does, um, but he doesn't get there yet. He just goes... He just starts flying towards Earth. But then yeah. we cut from there to Clark at the gym. Oh God! No oh, pain, God. no gain. No pain, no gain. Mm. I mean, we've uh, th- th- all the times in Superman films where he's just a bit of a cunt. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, he's lovely most of the time. He's it's like it's like it's like it's like an abusive husband who's ninety nine percent of the time lovely, and every now and then again just gives you a slap because your dinner's cold. It's, and you it's go, Trev and Little Mo, isn't it? It's Trev and Little Mo. We are Little Mo to his Trev. Humanity is little Mo. Yeah, and d- d- it basically his whole thing with his smile and you know, oh, you know, subways are safe. It's like it's. It, 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 don't fuck me off though. Mm. Do not piss me off because I could karate chop this planet in half. Then yeah. where would you all be? I could you know. punch the planet and it will snap like an apple. Yeah, and I'll mm. be floating through space, jerking off like a fucking monkey, and you'll all be just drifting away, burnt to cinders. Oh no, you won't, because space is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll just be going. Oh, I'm floating. I don't just, know just why. Be go- just be going about your business. <laughs> You set up a little floating news agent, <laughs> floating bank. Extra, extra. We're all still in space. Um, you know, a little bank. <laughs> I mean, when is when is Biden going to do anything about us being in space? <laughs> the Republicans have voted against doing anything about us floating in space because the NRA are selling weapons out here. Yeah, they're all just shooting each other, but it's, yeah. <laughs> it's all fine. There was another mass shooting in space today. Mass, mass shooting near the moon. Yeah. Um, but so he's he with Lacey and she falls in love with him stupidly quickly and for I no mean, reason what for yeah I mean nothing. I know Christopher Reeve's a handsome fella gorgeous but I mean as a you know there's there's lust hmm. and there's, there's there's genuine love and I think she like it's when going back to when she first sees him how fucking she's fucking her mouth's like a bucket of water she's drooling yeah. everywhere she's just like oh my god look at this beefcake hmm. I would fuck Perry White before I'd even noticed Clark was yeah, in the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's but she's she's crazy about him for some reason. So at the gym why has she got him at the gym either? Is it are they just working out together? Or is they it for just, the paper? I think they're working out together, I think. Mm. But it doesn't make any sense. A, he's wearing an uncomfortable amount of stuff as well. He's got he's got a towel around his neck, which would which would irritate me anyway. Um but then 
uh, like a full-on sweatshirt. He just looks stupid. But then he could he could he could have killed that man. Yeah, I mean he nearly does. He nearly does. So the bit where the man goes, there's a bully because there's always a bully, mm. and he tries he t- throws something to Clark some weights, and Clark drops them because obviously if he catches them it'll make out he's Superman hmm. and uh, the guy goes oh no pain no gain then Lacey leaves and then the guy goes can you pass me those weights and Clark throws them on him the heaviest ones <laughs> the heaviest ones which could have easily killed him yeah he only survives because he falls off the bench and it doesn't crush his throat yeah and um, and, they, and Clark goes no pain no gain hmm. like it's just you get the impression that if he'd annoyed him anymore he would have peeled him hmm. <laughs> it's just like where's, where's Gary I pulled his skin off <laughs> fucking I don't, I don't know I just got here and he had no skin yeah, yeah, running around screaming. He was gaining a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> gaining shitloads. Yeah. But, um, so they do that, and then, um, then Nuclear Man turns up at Lex's place. Lex's place, and it's a bit like, and this is where we find that this is like, this is the MacGuffin of mm. MacGuffins in that, um, he turns up swinging his nuts around, going, I'm Nuclear Man, I'm the father, you're all under my fucking. I, I own you all but then he takes two steps into the shade yeah and his powers fail and he just all steam starts coming out of him which again worries me I just sort of think is that radioactive could you be breathing that in yeah he can't um, go out at night can't go out at night um, and he and fancies Lacey and Lacey loves the nightlife so she <gasps> likes to boogie also disco aha this is by absolute accident because I can't I can assure you nobody thought about this at the time but she's given Clark the nighttime beat Mm. Uh, because she's yeah, because she's all about the guy, and so he's the opposite of Nuclear Man because he's out at night and swinging it up and living his life. Yeah. And Nuclear Man can't because he's a fucking shit super baddie. He's shit, isn't he? He's kind of. It's like he's. It's, if all he sells stuff it happens, though, I think he does. He does. Mm. I mean, you know, people always talk about it being the one with the, like, having a shit villain. I don't think Mar Pillow does anything wrong in it. No. Um, or Nuclear Man does anything wrong per se because Lex Luthor goes, when I've created him. He's going to have big long nails. He's going to scratch Superman and kill him, hmm. which he sort of does. Yeah, I don't think the villain is a problem in this film at all. I think the film's no. editing has fucked him over. Yeah, because yeah, they, they I, make him make no sense at times. Yeah, oh, there's no sense of why you're doing what you're doing at the moment. Um, or yeah, so then is that when we have? Is that when he just goes off and tries to kill Superman? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. Um, because this is when we get no you have my voice I mean how, why has he got Lex Luthor's voice did Lex did, do a little spunk in the box because uh, really he should per- turn up looking like Gene Hackman show me the person who wouldn't you know what I mean <laughs> imagine if he turned up looking like Gene Hackman in spandex see s- somewhere listening to this podcast is one of the producers of Superman 4 oh, mm. fucking hell we could have done that. Mm. If you did that. If you did that now, you could easily have Gene Hackman's face on Mark Pillow's body. Like they did um, with Wogan with that muscle blo- bloke and Children in Need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But with, with Gene Hackman's head. With Gene Hackman's head. Yeah. Just, just this big muscly body with this little old grizzled walnut man head. You have my voice. You got my voice. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Still better than what we got. Oh yeah, but it, it's just mm. <laughs> that would be. I'd watch the shit out of that. That'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. But um, so he's talking about you've got my voice, and I genuinely think it was possible. I'd love to hear Mark Pillow speak uh, because it was possibly a David Prowse thing or a um, you know, it's like all those ladies from the James Bond movies who um, were dubbed I, by Nikki Van Der Zyl. Yeah, but the, mm. but but there were different characters dubbed by the same woman. Yeah, Nikki Van Der Zyl. Yeah. Well, there you go. So yeah. it's. Um, so it all sounded slightly yeah I mean I've watched an interview with Mark Pillow quite a quite a recent interview right talking about Super 4 he's just got a generic American voice nothing wrong with him oh and did he seem happy yeah okay yeah I mean yeah. you see it's people like us who assume this is the pinnacle of someone's life and it, mm. was, it was just a couple of weeks in England I'm guessing he gets to do lots of conventions and stuff and makes a few quid you would you definitely would wouldn't you yeah he also that. got to attend the royal premiere of this film that, with Charles and Diana dressed as nuclear man Oh come on! Oh, so that's a swings and roundabout situation, isn't it? Did yeah. did, did um did um why was Diana dressed as nuclear man? I don't know. <laughs> I think it was a cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> She'd pull that off though. I bet she would. She'd <laughs> <laughs> just a massive pair of platform shoes walking past in the background. Just a whole beer. Just can't even see who's on them. Just we know, but um, but just <laughs> dribbling, just stuff dribbling down, and we just go, oh god, I hope that's from his mouth. Um, but we do get the nice line here, which I enjoy because when he's showing about nuclear man, and Lex flickers his little ring and shows a bit of light on him, and then he wakes up slight bit, and then he walks off. Yeah, that's quite good. That's, he says, "Without yeah. the sun, he's like you in the mornings, Lenny. Useless. Useless." Yeah, poor Lenny, Lenny, yeah. and then he has a nuclear man does a power on Lenny that is again. I don't know. I am Frico. I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and he's spinning him around. And Lenny's doing this thing where, if I was being spun around, I'd be screaming at the top of my lungs because <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't know what was going to happen. I don't know. Is, yeah. this a pre, is this the precursor to me exploding or something? <laughs> you know what I mean? But do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know what the power is. He's going, so, whoa, whoa. Uh, oh, that kind of... And he goes, know, whoa, I'm breakdancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just want you want be vomiting just, endlessly. Oh god, both ends. It'd be it'd be like a fucking ship pink fountain. The the walls in that place would be like it would be disgusting. 
And yeah, it's just. But I wonder, like, there's a bit where they're making him, and they put the blob of matter into the box, and mm. Lex Luthor's chopping up a little kind of Action Man style costume of, yeah. super, of, of a Nuclear Man's costume, mm. putting that in. I wouldn't care if my supervillain was naked. I'd just kill Superman. I don't care what you look like. Mm. Um, but he, um, Nob's got the face of Gene Hackman as well. <laughs> All his fingers and toes, just the ends of the Regine Hackman's face. <laughs> Did you? I didn't. I don't know why he looks like that. I didn't jerk off into anything. I didn't say jerked off. No one mentioned that. Off. Nobody mentioned that, Uncle Lex. But um, it's um, th- but he has this power that I don't think is anything to do with being nuclear. No, which can, which can spin a teenager around in the I mean, air. Really, his powers should be defined that he's radioactive. Really. Yeah. So instead of spinning Lenny round, going mm. breakdancing, he should have just given him cancer. Yeah, really horrible cancer. Like a really no, like quick a, cancer. Incredibly quick cancer. Yeah. Lenny should have gone from being a healthy teenager to a shriveled, screeching husk. <laughs> like yeah. within five seconds. Yeah. Now. Like that um, bit in Last Crusade where he chooses the wrong grail. That, that, yeah. Exactly but he that. keeps. But do, so we're in no doubt. He's screaming, "It's cancer! It's cancer! It's cancer!" <laughs> right, all the way through. Right, <laughs> even <laughs> just get that Kryptonian bloke up in the back again. Cancer. Just have everybody saying cancer. Then Lenny dies. That's it. He's dead. Yeah. But um. But no, he just has a flippity flip power, which he uses more than once. There's a, there's a bit, there's a bit later when he's gone mad in the street because Superman won't let him go to see Lacey, mm. and um, he f- he makes all these people float up into the air. Do you know that bit with the, like yeah. five or six men? Yeah, and they all float up into the air. Now, John, you and I were walking down the road chatting about whatever this, <laughs> and suddenly we're fucking thirty feet off the ground. We're not going. Oh, I don't know what's going on. I think no. this is a bit weird. We're screaming. just screaming our fucking lungs out. Yeah. We'd be screaming blood, yeah. right? There yeah. wouldn't be this, oh, this is a bit strange. But they just natter away to each other like a mm. bunch of stuntmen hanging on wires. Yeah. And it's, you know, so so he spins Lenny round, and mm. then he goes off on his mission to kill Superman. No. 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 Ne- next we get the lovely Ray Cooney farce of Luke, uh, Superman oh, and Clark's sleep. date. God almighty. They cut Clive Mantle from the film. Mm. Keep this in. Yeah. It's because it adds nothing. Nope. It adds nothing to the. Um, it's 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 and it's again it's a gag that's been done lots. I mean it's it's. Um, he cooks a duck. He cooks a duck with his uh, heat vision, mm. um, and he. I don't know how he does that without damaging the door or the oven door. Oh, I don't know how he rings the bell. No, that's another one. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it. You know, it, it, he. There's obviously a chunk of Superman one missing where the baby's flying through space with all this information being pumped into it. Oh, and going, by the way, if you look at the door like you're trying to hold in a fart, you can <laughs> ring the doorbell. You could, you could cook a duck. Yeah, this eighteen-month-old kid in a space <laughs> shuttle going, "What's the doorbell? What's a duck? <laughs> Why is Mister Hornsby in here? <laughs> Those shoes are massive. Why did you put him in with me?" Why is his bum all swollen? <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, Ridley Scott waving goodbye and blowing him a kiss. Um, but the um, so he yeah he does this uh, he does this interminable thing yeah. where he's it's Clark and Superman and Superman and, and I guess it's like oh he's dating two women at the same time legend but it's like um, well they do a switcheroo and, like they did earlier didn't they because the Superman costume no the Clark one Christopher Reeve <laughs> runs into a limousine. Oh yeah, and a man dressed as Superman immediately gets out the other side and jumps, but they don't cut away in time. So he literally just kind of does that thing where he leaps up on one leg but comes back down. Yeah, if yeah. You look carefully, everybody. He doesn't fly. He just lands back down on the wall he's standing on. Yeah, it's very and it's, shoddy. 
if they cut that, even if they cut it with him just getting out of the car, mm. your mind would fill Fine. in with flying up. Yeah. yeah, it's but yeah, it's it's um, it's like, did you ever see Superman and Lois? Uh, not as much as I, well the newest one. No, oh no, not the one they have now. The um, oh. the the new Adventures of Superman, as it was called. Over Sometimes, it, yeah, here. yeah. He used to do that quite a bit. He'd jump, and actually, George Reeves, old Superman, used to just mm. jump out of shot. Jumps out of windows. He used to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. He used to swing in windows. They had a bar outside, mm. and he'd swing in as he just like bless him. But yeah, see, so he does that. Flies on. It goes on for a long time. That whole dinner thing, mm. and oh, um, yeah, all to end with him going, "I've got to fuck off." Yeah, but which now he's created a new problem because Lex Luthor does that thing he does in Superman, mm. where he comes to him in his own frequency. So now I he like says that. something. Something. Yeah, I like. I like the way he says it. again. That's Gene Hackman, isn't it? He's like, "Hello, darling." Yeah, yeah. And, that, yeah, and then he he says, "I gotta go." So now he's created a new problem because now they're like, "Well, where's Clark gone?" Yeah, yeah. Superman's gone. Clark's gone. I'm sure it's just a massive coincidence. Yeah, he's gonna have to go around kissing everyone to make them forget that dinner. But um, he has to bum Lacey. <laughs> Well, this made me forget. Not as much as you'd hope. <laughs> I think you'd remember, want to. You're going to remember all of this. <laughs> so keep your mouth shut. Um, so then he goes to see Lex, and Lex is like, uh, um, again, I've done that thing I did in Superman again where I've pretended. In the Superman, it's a gas pellet, and this one, it's a building with bombs in it. And he said, I just wanted to talk to you. And then he says, I wanted you to meet my new friend. A nuclear man comes out, mm. and they just saw. See, in the in Superman one, it's terrible to compare it to another film, but I'm mm. going to. In mm. Superman one, when he's in the underground thing, and him and Luther are talking, there's a real sense of menace about it. There's a real sort yeah. of like you know, oh, because we know Luther's got kryptonite and it's going to, you know, and all this kind of thing. In this, it's like two women who used to go out with the same bloke have met each other in the toilets of a nightclub. Yes. They're just really kind of snarky and bitchy at each other, and even even poor Christopher Reeve has to deliver lines like. Um, your time in prison has twisted your mind, or something like that. You know, it's common it's, knowledge you hate children and animals, Luther. Common knowledge you hate children and animals. Mm. It's on his Wikipedia. Yeah, you know, likes sunsets, hates children and animals. It's, oh, he also oh. likes dancing because there's a few times in this where he's with a couple of women, and then there's one where he's dancing like he's in the um, restoration period. Yeah, yeah, and I saw that woman, and the last thing I'd be doing is fucking dancing. She's Bit. I mean, it's it's she's the, but there's a load of like it's it's inferred. See, I like it's the fact that it's inferred that Lex Luthor is a bit of a hound because mm. the first thing he does is when he gets out of jail, Miss Testmarker from um, Valerie Valerie Perrin. Oh. oh my god! But um, these two women he turns up with are no slouches either. And then the woman he's dancing with, which I assume is one of them, mm. um, gorgeous. Like mm. so, Lex Luthor, you get the impression that he's like he's just a dirty old man. Good on him. But um, I'd but, stay with Miss Testmarker though. She's lovely. I don't know where she is though. I don't, I, I, because I wondered, did she, she's in Superman 2, isn't she? Yes. So he obviously forgives her for saving Superman in Superman 1. I think he leaves her at the Fortress of Solitude and she freezes to death. I think that's what happens. Yeah. You don't see her again after that. Yeah, that's probably her punishment. Mm. But then you'd have a sexy ice statue that you could play around with if you're a Superman. (laughs) (laughs) He gets home and he's like, where's this come from? He just warms her up every now and again. Well, he knows her, of course, because she kisses him when he's got the kryptonite on. Yeah, the world would have ended if that had happened. I'd be banging the arse off her in um, in that little underground thing while people while California was falling into the sea. Especially if you know you can just fly the world backwards. Yeah. yeah. She's going, oh, God, San Francisco's drowning. I'd be like, I got this, don't worry, roll over. <laughs> but so him and Nuclear Man fall off the building. It's supposed to be the Empire State Building. And 
the effects here take a turn for the Terry Gilliam from Monty Python. Mm. Where there's I mean, two cutouts and one cutout goes to the right really quick and one goes to the left really quick. Yeah, it's 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 brilliant in its in its not brilliantness. Mm. I also this is where my head is with things like this. They fall they fall through the um, railing mm. and a big chunk of railing and concrete fall off the building. Mm. Now I'm thinking to myself, that's landing on something. You know, yeah. that's gonna yeah. that's going into the street. That's 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 it. Someone's dying. He does that lay with the lift. What does he do with the lift? He pulls the lift out of the top of the Empire State Building. Oh, and loads of stuff. Loads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons yeah. of rubble would fall down to the street. Yeah. Into the street. That's, that's like I mean, that's dozens of people potentially killed, mm. at least maimed. But he, um, yeah, he goes. He, they, they fall. Again, the geography of Superman movies is just well, it's its own space. Because Nuclear Man says, first I have fun." <sighs> yeah. And, and they go into just, space. Just stick your fucking nails in them. And they just start having a fight in space where they're kind of grappling, but it looks like they're standing on the floor. Yeah, they're kind Which of going, uh, So Christopher Reeves makes some strange fighting sounds when he's Superman as well. He goes, mm. ah, ah, mm. <laughs> that kind of thing. And it's like... It, it's and when like, he gets kicked like, and turns into that Terry Gilliam animation, he goes, hoo! <laughs> <laughs> So Christopher, just uh, just <laughs> g- g- give me three, give me three into the microphone. Just you've been kicked into the distance. Who okay. is that? How are you going to do it? Oh, into the distance. What okay. about this? Who? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go with who. Yeah. <laughs> but so he get they go all over the place and they do the um, motherfucker. Oh, the... Now we're going with who. <laughs> <laughs> they go to the Great Wall of China, which. Mm. Um, which there's a lot of Superman standing around doing nothing for a while in these in this film as well, um, while people are being injured. Nuclear Man's blowing the Great Wall of China to pieces. Yeah. Right. So I assume the people on it are being blown to pieces. Um, yeah. You know, on the bits he's blown up, and it's only when a blonde woman falls off and has because she's falling in slow motion, but her voice is in real time. Mm. She's got like if you fell off the Great Wall of China, I assume it would take you about ten seconds to die. Yeah. <laughs> you just go. Ugh! Yeah. But she's got. Oh, help me! Oh, uh, God, help! Help! Ah, oh, bloody hell! This is what, what I plan on. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this flying to save you? Who? <laughs> hey! I I want Superman to make that noise every time he flies somewhere. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> but fans of Alan Partridge here. Uh, the very first episode of I'm Alan Partridge, the estate agent that shows him around these new bastard house. Right. Actor called Philip Fox. He's the man's. He's the boyfriend of the lady who falls off the Great Wall of China. Oh, the smiling man. That the smiling man is Philip Fox. Bloody hell. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I wonder if it's on his IMDb. It is. Is it? Yeah. That's okay. I would, I'd, I mean, at dinner parties, I'd more push the Alan Partridge angle than the Superman angle. But, I mean, mm. it's, it's you know, you can say you've met Christopher Reeve. Um, but he, yeah, he gives her back, and then I don't know what happens then. Well, apparently, no. originally in the script, what was supposed to happen here is that Superman was going to rebuild the Great Wall of China. I buy that. Brick by brick. Mm. Uh, lightning lightning pace. Yeah. But because they run out of money... He does what? He does it with his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of this baby floating through space, going... <laughs> If there's a wall that's fallen down, just squint at it and it'll all come back. And apparently, th- apparently that bit with because the, there's there's a sort of a blue laser effect coming out of his eyes, isn't mm, there? Like mm. um, he's be- rebuilding the wall vision. And um, but apparently that's just Christopher Reeve um, looking at stuff. Mm. That wasn't done for that bit. It's just him looking at stuff. And then when he waves, it's just him saying goodbye to to some. It's taken from yeah. something else. And they just I'd have, if it was me making. 
have just left the Great Wall of China um, damaged. Open, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. I'd have thought, oh, they'll fix it, it's fine. You know well, then I mean? you could have a bit of the end where he flies back and waves at them when they're rebuilding it or something. Have the wall, you don't even need to show them rebuilding it. Just mm. have the wall fine and have him flying away and waving. And have mm. Chinese people in traditional Chinese costume, because that's Obviously. if people dress, yeah. or waving and mm. being problematic. And, um, and then, Benny Hill uh, at the front. But played by English people. Yeah, Benny Hill. <laughs> Benny Hill, Mr. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I won't do the still, voice. Still not the worst thing in the film if they did no. that. So we get Superman mm. and him fighting, mm-hmm. batter, battering the place around, and ha ha, woo. Mm. But then, yeah. then he gets. It's when he's they're, they're fucking about with the Statue of Liberty, mm. and he puts it back, but gets scratched on the neck. Yeah. Oh. Uh, ow! <laughs> I know. And then when he puts the thing back, he he does do this kind of little kind of goes ah. <laughs> like that. And then Nuclear Man. I don't know if you noticed when Christopher Reeve drops to the floor, mm. the brickwork wall behind him ripples as if it is made of paper. Does it? Yeah. That's probably more of Superman's powers. It's probably from probably. his eyes. Made, make made a wall look like paper vision. Wobbly bricks. Yeah. And then, what's his face? Nuclear, Nuclear Man, Man lands. Kicks him. Punts him into the fucking distance. Mm. Yeah. And his cloak cape, falls off. Cape, uh, I mean, Wikipedia put that um, I, re- I had to write it down because it made me laugh. Um, Nuclear Man kicks Superman into distance with such strength that his cape falls off. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that a is it is it is it a well known fact that Superman's cape doesn't come off? I don't, I've never seen it come off before. No, but I mean, I assume it's just clothes. You know what mm. I mean? It's like if it's it's like, if his pants fell down. <laughs> Mr. Copper just sprinting in from the side. <laughs> oh, Mr. Hornby. I keep thinking of Mr. Copper for some reason, but um, that's Doctor Who. Yeah. But um, the um, but uh, yeah, so he's gone. Superman's gone, and then mm. well, what's the bit where um, what's the bit where Nuclear Man decides he's 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 going to tip his cat at Lacey Winfield? Well, the next scene you get is uh, the Daily Planet, where they've got a headline on the paper saying Superman dead? Question mm. mark. And then he, Mr. Warfield, Sister Lacey, you are now the publisher of this newspaper. Oh, so the headline is now, meet our new publisher, which they do that. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that'll have people buying the papers, won't it? Mm. Paul Dacre lying across his desk. <laughs> yeah, lying across his desk trying to fuck um, the nerdy guy who you've given like inappropriate jobs to. Yeah. That's another, that, you see, I know this is of its time, but like, I don't, I see. This is this is why this is probably why there's uh, there's a disconnect with men and women that's possibly only being um, addressed now by society. Mm. In that, people in formative years, you, me, mm. thought that women seduced people by getting up on a desk and flashing the fanny. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that is a weird scene, isn't it? Because she tries sitting down, and then she's like, mm. "No, that won't do." Perches, yeah. and she perches on the desk. That won't do. No. And she drapes herself across it with one leg up. Yeah, she's basically going, how much, what's the best, what's the optimal position to be in mm. that he might catch a snatch of my vagina yeah. as he walks in? And it, he, in he comes, and then she sort of sexually, she just propositions him in a really sort of mm. um, off way. He says, I want and, to give you the city beat and points at her fanny. Yeah. <laughs> beat this city. <laughs> Population millions. You could be the next guy. But um, it's, yeah, I, it's... <laughs> And he just sort of, I would like it if you, you know, the way whenever anybody comes onto Clark Kent, as in, as in, they're even just like going, oh, do you want to just go out for a bit of food or something? Mm. He acts, he acts really, I'd love it if he just went fucking mental and he just grabbed it and they just did it on the desk. <laughs> like, not in, a, not in a kind of rapey way. No, don't, no, don't get in me a wrong, consensual just, way. In the way she's alluding to. And yeah. um, 
but she's like, I want to give it a seat. But she leans on his leg a bit, and you're mm. and, you know, I'm on sitting close there. up while he's pumping away. I want close up to his face of him wiping his brow with all the sweat coming out of his hair. Well, <laughs> with that look on his face. All the sweat coming out of his hair, mm. but, but also it's dye, so it's all just dripping down. It's like Giuliani. Just, just this, just, just this, just this waterfall of dyed sweat falling onto um, Marielle Hemingway's face, and she's and loving it, it. Really unnecessary slapping balls, foley work going on. Yeah, but because mm. they're iron balls, they're like they're cutting her in half, and then. And when he comes, he just goes, hey, hey motherfucker. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and the next scene, Jeremy's like, I know who do some good. <laughs> we just we just carry on like that scene didn't happen, even though it definitely did. <laughs> just We carry on like the scene never happened, but any time she interacts with Clark for the rest of the film, it's with fear. Yeah. <laughs> he walks in and goes, I've got that report you were looking for, and she just backs into the corner. Yeah, I've been off my luck and chew here. <laughs> do you want to have sex again no no I don't why I not because we'd have a reconstructive surgery on my entire lower body why are you in a wheelchair they said it was like a butcher's window and I've got a fanny like a drop lasagna I can't I can't <laughs> I honestly can't see you anymore Clark I can't see out of one eye because <laughs> of what you've done to you me you blew one of my eyeballs out when you came when you went who <laughs> I thought that was the end of it, but when you scream motherfucker with such pressure <laughs> into my eyes, it just, it snapped, it's it gone. Came, it came out of my nostrils. <laughs> At one point I was looking down my own throat, I, I didn't like it. It's like one of those inflatable could, things they put on sprinklers. I was, I was looking down my own throat, I could see the tip of your cock in me. <laughs> so... I'm going to have to say it's a no from me. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I mean, I was sort of seeing lows anyway. Yeah. But um, So he's ill now. Yeah, he's, he's really ill. He's ill. Now, um, if you're generous, you could say this was an AIDS allegory, couldn't you? Mm, I mean... If you're generous. If you are, I sort of think it's... Um, yeah, I don't think it's that clever to think no, it was even doing that. I no. think it's you know, it. I know what you mean though. I mean, I know what you mean. Oh. And at the time it was made, definitely it was it was all uh, John Hurt on the telly telling you not to get AIDS. Mm. Um, but um, what a good job he did, by the way, because I never did. I didn't either. No. According to him, mm. I was. I remember there was a Tuesday. I was planning out and getting it, mm. and I was just flicking on the TV. Yeah. I didn't go out and get it. Let's just. Put it that way. I went to his local gym and I used his Hurt Locker. It's very good. Take AIDS. Yeah, I didn't stay too long. No, no. <laughs> God, I pulled out. It's um, so he he's mm. got he's got scratched. What do we have then? Because he's got he's, he's scratched and he's he's not he's very got well. Radiation sickness. Yeah, yeah, but mm. it's it's um, he um, which doesn't really. I don't really know how he would. I mean, in 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 the old fifty Superman comics, Superman used to get away from it all by going and sunbathing on the sun. Yeah. So um, it's um, it's. I think I don't think there's much can hurt him except kryptonite. But he, this is this is this has obviously done the job. Right. And does he go home then? Lois comes round and he's Lois comes round and talks to him about how much she loves Superman. Hmm. Which is what you do if your friend is obviously ill. Yeah, you ignore him. Yeah, and just go. Oh, this fucking dude! I banged the ass. I, 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 the shit I do to him. Yeah. And you're just sitting there shivering under a blanket, and he's going, "Well, you should probably go now." <laughs> Someone went around Freddie Mercury's house and was like, "You know that I fucking love David Bowie." brilliant he is how are you doing anyway Fred I'm not well are you not oh. 
You haven't got David's number. <laughs> You could, the shit I wouldn't do to him is a, is a shorter list. I, I probably have somewhere if you could help me reach it. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, it's just I can't pick up a piece of paper. Yes, no, I'll right. wait, it's fine. Do, 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 you know, can, do you know who can pick up anything? David. Yeah. Do you know if I turn off this classical music that's soothing you and put some China Girl on? That's <laughs> no, fine. I'm going to crank this shit loud. <laughs> do you have it's to? Just, yep. It's just the vibrations of the speakers are actually hurting my skin. Sorry? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, God. So she's there being completely insensitive to his any kind of bad thing happening. <clears throat> yeah. uh, she get, and for no reason at all, she takes something from the Daily Planet that the Daily Planet legally owns because they bought it. Mm. They bought Superman's cape that somebody had found. Mm. Uh, she nicks it. Gives it to Clark for no God-given reason. Mm. Um, I think she's got more of a relationship with Superman than he has. I think so, yeah. In the in in the you know I don't know why she'd give it to him, but anyway, she leaves it there, and um, off she pops to tell other people how much she fancies Superman. Mm. She goes down to a children's cancer ward yeah. to regale them with stories of what she'd do to Superman if she. The ones that Superman was thumping a week ago. Yeah, yeah. The, like Keith from Leith. It's just Keith from Leith. He's having his spinery attached, which is agony in itself. He's just screaming to be allowed to die. And she's there going, I told you what, both hands in my mouth, any fucking way he likes it. <laughs> Keith's just... Anyway, so then... Because Clark, there's some really good makeup. There's some very disturbing makeup um, mm. when when Superman's getting very, very He looks late-stage Brandlefly, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He yeah. does. And it's... Knobs in a jar. It's, it's bits coming off, yeah. Mm. Super cock in a jar. Mm. Um peeling off his nails he's um so he's but is there anything in between that does he go from that to that pretty quickly then well between that we go to the arms dealers who are now being told they're fired oh yeah yeah in a in a just they never needed to be mentioned again no you know what I mean? it, it's it, we don't need to no one got no. to the end of the film and was like oh, what happened to the arms dealers their arc wasn't really solid was it no, no. it's like because no I made that one out of cardboard <laughs> I'll tell you who gets no arc at all there's, there's, it's, the, all of this stuff about like Lacey, Lacey Warfield Lacey Turner mm. she's descended Lacey Warfield she just stops yeah she just her whole thing stops but we're getting ahead of ourselves Super, mm. so, um, she gets rid of the arms dealers by going I know you can't have a reference mm. is, is it something like that something like that like, Something yeah. like that. And now you can I'd have just have to fuck off. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, all right. Like, I like the way he's singing behind that giant wall of money, though. That's quite funny. That's funny, yeah. But the funniest yeah. bit is when he shows off Nuclear Man to them, and it's from behind, I'm assuming it's Gene Hackman or a body double's back. Mm. And you've got a hand holding up a dollar bill or whatever. Yeah. And Nuclear Man looks at it, and the dollar bill goes on fire. But you, as, as the hand goes down, you can clearly see that it's got nothing to do with the man standing there. It's someone behind him or someone... Or a stunt hand. It's a stunt hand, definitely. The way it goes not... down makes it look like his arm's like 10 feet long. Yeah, yeah. And also, if you were if you were sitting around, you, Jeremy, and Nuclear Man were sitting around and you're going, right, these guys are coming over. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to fucking tell them where to go. Um, but we need to do something really impressive to let them know that you're powerful. Burning some money with your eye. I mean, he could have he could have, put, he could have torn Jeremy in half. Hmm. You know what I mean? Or, or, or one of them. He could, he could have got a nuclear man to kill those guys. Yeah, and he could have just like punched all their heads off in one punch. Given them cancer. Given them all cancer at the same time. 
and they're all like, going, "Oh God, are we going to are we going to die within like are we going to die within like five seconds? We're going to wither away to little walnut people." And he goes, "No, no, it's just proper cancer." Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, you've just got proper cancer. Going to take years. Yeah. Bye. We, 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 Lex has got you a little bed each with a thing that you can lean up and down in. Yeah, but it's going to be horrible. Yeah. And uh, don't expect a reference. Good if you got <laughs> our little pocketbook and then pointed at them all individually. Um, bowel, <laughs> testicle, <laughs> skin. If he said, this is definitely happening, and they're all in tears, and he goes, no, no, no shut up, right, just shut up. This is happening, but you get to pick which one you have. Mm. Right, do you, want, do you want throat? And they're like, oh, Jesus, please, just let us go. We're fine with not having a reference. Do you want throat cancer? <laughs> and it's a really long scene. They chop out the scene of the double date dinner, yeah. and they make this bit this, this long. This bit, half an hour and- long. Where just three men, who mm. admittedly are baddies, but have to pick what cancer they're going to slowly die from. It's like a Woody Allen film, it just goes off into another plot for no reason. Yeah, yeah. It's and got it's... them going home. How is work? Well, we have the arms deal's off. Oh, that's really, really oh. bad. I've got cancer. <laughs> yeah. What? But he's, he's giving you a reference, though, isn't he? No. 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 Oh. And then she goes, well, I can't, I mean... You promised me security. I mean, the kids can't stay for this. And then they leave, and you just follow her and the kids going back to live with her mother mm. in Wales. And her, and mother, her goes, mother's met a new man. Met a new dude. It's not going to work out. But he's, then there's he's a got kind of, platform shoes on. He's got platform <laughs> shoes on. <laughs> this is and your new stepfather. And a limp. <laughs> it's a really pronounced limp that he's never going to do anything about. And it's just, yeah, this is your new stepfather. Let's all have a bath together to celebrate. <laughs> Don't worry, it doesn't rust. <laughs> Don't think of them as love eggs. Think of them as flotation devices. Grab one. But um, So he gets rid of all those lads. Um, they go off on a strop. And then we cut, We have Superman in in his like in his withering away look. Yeah, in his brundlefly look. And he has that green crystal that he got at the beginning. I got confused then because I knew he had the crystal, but I thought he'd come back to Smallville to get it. But he's obviously brought it to Metropolis with him. It was yeah, he was in Smallville, and also I, th- I believe in Superman too. That crystal he uses to come back as Superman. They tell him that's the last Kryptonian crystal in existence. Yeah, and apparently there was another one, except this one, yeah. which is the last one. But if you look yeah. under the bed, you'll find another three. Yeah. Um, but he gets that, and do we see him do anything with it to restore himself? No, he just he, he, picks it up, and then you don't see just looks at it and, and then, then nuclear man turns up uh at the daily planet to find because he wakes up in the morning and sees the newspaper headline saying meet your new publisher and he's like oh oh that's how he finds out she mm. exists yeah in many I mean, ways nuclear man's like that woman who was obsessed with mike reed <laughs> <laughs> he's my husband <laughs> what was her name rose something or I, other i don't know but yeah i it's yeah she thought she was married to him. Yeah. Fucking hell. It's, Blue Tulip I, Rose Reed. Is that what it was? Blue Tulip? Blue Tulip, yeah. She, he's Blue Tulip Warfield. I'm her husband, oh. let me in. That's fucking... But the thing is, if he just if he just turned the page, like, I mean, if he's turned that into a tabloid, mm. if they turned it into a tabloid, then he's looking at the front page going, meet your new publisher, and there's an admittedly good-looking woman in a business suit. Mm. But if he just flipped to page three, he'd have been fucking... <laughs> Samantha Fox would have been in her house. Oh. And suddenly... Imagine if he, he went to snag Sam Fox and accidentally got Mick Fleetwood. <laughs> he wouldn't care. He he'd wouldn't. be humping away. He'd be banging him like one of his drums. He'd just be there... <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna treat you like you treated the Brit Awards. 
fuck you so hard. But um, <laughs> what the full seasons come out of his mouth? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's <laughs> they get so they lose the scene at the beginning with the astronauts and mm. make this bit longer. It's just Mick Fleetwood <laughs> being treated like a dish rag by <laughs> by Mark Pillow. Not even in character either of them, just at no. it. Mark and, Mark just and Mick. Horrible, you know, horrible thing no, to watch. No costumes, just someone's house. Mm. But um, And then, so Superman comes out the door. And again, this is an example of Superman standing around for lots of time doing nothing. When when um, when Nuclear Man's blowing up the Great Wall of China, Superman could have just grabbed him and beat the fuck out of him. Yeah. You know, or made some attempt. He stands there and he and he does that Christopher Reeves thing of saying stop in an yeah, odd stop. way. Stop! stop. These stop. are people! Yeah, mm. and he does this. It's almost like if somebody. It's almost like he's doing the. Well, somebody think of the children pose mm. with his hands. It's um, people. It annoys um, me because when I was a little kid, one of the things I adore about Superman two. There's two moments. One mm. is when he crushes Zod's hand at the end, which is one of my favourite moments in film ever. Yeah. Two, when he's gone off to the Fortress of Solitude to get his powers back, mm. and then he comes back, and you get little shots of the newspapers being blown as he flies past, and then he comes uh, Zod's. At the window where Zod is, and he says, "Care to step outside?" And it's like, "Yes!" Yeah. In this, he just walks out of the Daily Planet, and he's like, "All right." It's like he works there and he's popped out for a yeah. sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Stop just... smashing up Pret. <laughs> yeah, I was literally going to go in there. If there's not an all-day breakfast in there, I am going to fucking knock you about. And so he stands there. He stands there. Um, he stands there for a good long time, just telling not to do stuff. And there's, and there's this blatantly is... a moment here, by the way. You mentioned it earlier. You know, the guys get pulled up on the strings. Yeah. I, I suspect that was meant to be some sort of map painting behind them because they're literally outside a shed and that's supposed to be a New York street. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's like two-storey shed with a corrugated iron roof. If they panned down slightly and looked through the door of the shed, there was probably like speeder bikes and, you know, mm. C-3PO's head on a fucking bench. You know what I mean? It was probably... That is Elstree. Yeah. And it's a storage unit or something. Yeah, Exactly. And, They've just got those. Stand there. This looks shit. Oh no, no, we're fine. We'll fix it. And post it. It's when we tilt up, street. we'll we'll paint in a building and it'll look great. Put, stick the Statue of Liberty in the background. Everybody, yeah, buy that. They haven't. No, and it's the and they they do things that people like. We've covered this, but they do things that people just don't do. If you floated mm. fucking fifty feet off the ground, you wouldn't just be going, well. This is a bit of an inconvenience. Blah blah blah. You know, it's. Um, I think I would actually pass out through fear. I would hope. That I would just shit myself to death. I, I mean, that would be the most I could hope for in that situation. Yeah. It would be, you know, I would think everything I know is wrong. The world as I understand it is has ceased to be. Mm. Kill me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then I kind of, out of the corner of my eye, I go, oh, it's going to be all right. Superman's there. Mm. Oh, no, he just seems to be remonstrating with somebody. <laughs> He's just watching. <laughs> He's just standing there yeah. going, look, there's people. Oh, you've blown up that. Because he doesn't. I like, suppose he... you think that's clever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very big. Very big. You float some people up, and then Nuclear Man lets them float down gently. I don't know if that's his choice or if the power just wears off, but they float back gently to the ground. He also bends a bazooka. He bends a bazooka. Yeah, they all. Have, he has. He seems to have these powers that just. They're nothing to do with nuclear energy. No, he makes the film go backwards when people jump over a bonnet. They then jump back over the bonnet in reverse. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. And Superman. Maybe that's one of his powers that he can make Superman just watch. Hmm. Superman <laughs> while he does stuff to Mick Fleetwood yeah. it's um he just um he he yeah he does fuck all for ages and then says to him yeah he doesn't even attempt to fight him or anything like that no. he just I guess he's wary though I guess he's going right he's still got those nails I've yeah. got no I've got no green kryptonite anymore I've, I've got no crystal so this is game game changing so 
he does this lame ass fucking thing where he tricks him into a lift and then flies the lift to this and like you say when he's taking the lift out of the roof of the building he makes no effort to stop big chunks of concrete falling into the street below so all these poor men who've been spinning around in the sky and get are back down in the ground phew that was worrying i thought i was going to die and then just had that fucking head stoved in by big lumps of rock <laughs> he, he takes nuclear man to the moon mm. and then yeah. they have a fight on the moon surface now if i remember rightly i'm pretty sure about this christopher reeve directed all the um fight the scenes. Bits. yeah oh did he okay yeah because yeah, he wanted to direct the whole thing didn't he he did and they said you can't and that's how, um, tr- how that's how they tried to get him back to do five by saying you can direct the whole thing and he was like fucking no way am i coming back a mental yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean the moon thing is it's because he does what's his name but nuclear man does something later that i think superman should have done here he just puts the um he puts the lift uh compartment whatever it's called puts the lift uh on the moon and then just and just leaves. He go, he goes and he writes the the American flag. He mm. checks it's okay. But then a shaft of sunlight goes into nuclear man and gives him his powers. Mm. And he breaks out and kicks the shit out of Superman. But then plants him in the moon, like just yeah. kind of knocks him into the moon and then mm. covers him up with dust. And I thought if you'd only done that, Superman, yeah, this would have been a shorter film. Yeah, you know. And then nuclear man fucks up. There's an awful lot of stuff where nuclear man does something to Superman and Superman just goes and shrugs it off. Like yeah. um, he plants him in the moon. Superman just flies out the moon. He freezes him in a block of ice, ice. block ice, block mm-hmm. of ice. Superman just breaks that. That's earlier. Um, but at this stage, he goes down to so nuclear man heads off back down to the daily planet. Doesn't he? Yeah. To go and get Lacey to get Lacey to, to, by the way, did you notice during the moon shots, there's a massive black curtain in the background that you can see all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, good, I yeah. did. I know. Do you know what I noticed that about three seconds after I thought to myself, Superman always does good moon. Mm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like whenever you see him on the moon, like in mm. Superman two with the baddies. Well, he's mm. not there, but the baddies um, tearing the. Um, oh, you know when Ursa tears the guy's um, badge, badge off, off his uniform and he yeah. dies. Mm. That used to give me nice. That's horrible because you'd mm. suffocate. Because back then space was dangerous. Yeah. Not so much now. But, um, yeah, but I thought Superman always does good moon. And then you do see the curtains in the background. Mm. And, uh, maybe not now. No. But um, he flies down to Earth to get, get Lacey. Lacey. Superman follows him. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, no, what he does is when Nuclear Man's flying from Earth with Lacey, Superman pushes the moon in front of the sun. In front of the sun, which I think, if I remember rightly, the moon's got something to do with the tides of the sea, mm. isn't it? Yeah. So in saving this woman... Mm. He's potentially caused tsunamis. Mm. He's, you know, like fucking boats out at sea have been getting crushed to bits. And, you know, it, it's fine because he's just saving this one woman who... He's breathing herself, happily. Well, herself seems to have superpowers because she's, yeah. um, she's up in space. And space re- space acts in this film like they're just doing it over the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Like if he if he drops her, she falls. And you think, yeah. what wouldn't happen? She'd just be floating next to him. Yeah. Um, and she's is she talking in space? I don't think she talks. She screams because Nuclear Man passes out when the moon gets eclipses the sun, and she's and like, she "Yeah, take that alien." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but she, yeah, and it's it's that it, like I mean, up till now, you're watching this movie going, "I'm forgiving an awful lot." Hmm. If I pretend I'm watching a Saturday morning cartoon made flesh, then that's the level you should enjoy this film on. But even this goes beyond that. It 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 it's like, it's like no one on the film. Maybe they did. Maybe they were stand up rows. Maybe maybe Christopher Reeve and Sidney J. Fury were fucking nose to nose at each other, just going, 
this is shit. And he goes, this is the way we're doing it. This is shit. Because it's the bit in space at the end is fucked up. Yeah. It's, it, it's so bad. It's like um, they've given up, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's like, it's like, um, it's like a child is telling the story. Mm. And they got, and now he's flying her into space and he's going to kill her up in space and she'll be already dead. Shut up. And you know what I mean? It's like, and it's, it's that. So, does Superman rescues her in space? Yeah, he well, he brings her back to Earth, and he comes back and gets Nuclear Man and drops him into a nuclear power plant. Because it's at night, Nuclear mm. Man has no choice but to let that happen because yeah. he's got no powers. He falls down a perfect little hole with a nuclear symbol on it, and the power yeah. plant suddenly goes boop. Which is what Superman says when he's kicked into the distance. Yep. Um, and um, yeah, it goes. And then what happens is if there's a power surge, all the lights turn themselves on. Mm. So um, Nuclear Man's dispersed across... A small child might be reaching for a glass of water at night time and his bedside lamp might blow up into his face. And his fucking eyes are just fucking full, full of glass. glass. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just going, oh, Jesus. I was, I was going to go to see Keith from Leesmer and have one last look at him, my lovely cousin, who I donated my spine to so he could be saved. And now I can't see a thing. Ah. <laughs> So, <laughs> that's Lisa from Ibiza huh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to celebrate we're going to celebrate <laughs> Keith's life by going to look at all the beautiful seven wonders of the world we're going to look at the, the pyramids and the Great Wall of China I won't bother with that mate not no, right now not right now it's a building um, site yeah <laughs> but um, so that's so Nuclear Man's gone yeah he's Nuclear gone Man, in a in a in a in a, in a, in a pretty in a pretty sort of swift fashion as well you sort oh. of go oh that was you know I mean there's a lot to be said for that in in, in you know people give out about the um, the superhero films of today where the last act is a big punch up for fucking 40 minutes mm. and you go oh I'm bored shitless now but um, but Nuclear Man could have been given a tiny bit more of a send off, but um, I mean, maybe he did in the original cut. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, mm. it could have been. It could have been written by Shakespeare, and they just went, "Yeah, we don't need this." Um, so they got rid of that. So then, do we immediately go to the bit of business about Warfield yes. losing control of the Daily Planet? So we get Perry White doing my favourite bit of pronunciation ever, right? Because he says, uh, "Protected from predators." Fucking hell. Predators. Predators. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, says Warfield. that he secured a loan to buy a controlling interest. You, Mr. Wilford, are now a minority shareholder. And they all... You see, th- that's the thing. Like, kids watching this movie mm. are going... They would have been sat in the cinema going, I don't really give a fuck about this uh, space fight with the glowing man and his big mm. nails. Mm. I want to know what the business of the Daily Planet is up to. Yeah. I want to know what's happening with that. So once Nuclear Man's gone and it cuts to the this scene, you can, you can imagine all the 12-year-olds around the world just breathing a sigh of relief and just going, phew, now where do we stand with this? And they get, if they find out that Warfield is now a minority shareholder, mm. Perry White is back in business, and um, you'd imagine someone would have mentioned it to Warfield, though, that someone's mm. buying all this stock up. Also, they add a new copy of the Daily Planet, which is back to how it used to look. You'd think he'd have noticed that. Yeah, if mm. the paper was suddenly big again yeah. and didn't mention who the publisher was on the front page no and, and it said, we're back mm. and it had a big picture of Superman on it. And even as a 10-year-old, the direction bothers me because Sam Wanamaker is made to stand there and just say nothing Yeah, while Margot Kidder and Jimmy Olsen put a stack of newspapers in his hand and give him a little shove and he has to walk off <laughs> it's saying the- nothing. Yeah, holding the newspapers. You'd think he'd like, be like, ah, oh, you won't get away with this, White, I'll be blah, 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 blah. He just says nothing and then walks off. I'd I'd have had Jimmy fired at least. 
Mm. I'd have just gone, well, I'm still a minority shareholder. I just thought cunt just threw a load of papers at me. Um, Perry White would have gone, and you fucking Jimmy, you were you were feeding him information and you were on his side. You're fired. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, it's, up till now, I hadn't given him a second thought, but I think Jimmy's a bit of a prick. Mm. Oh, he is. I think, yeah, you know, he's, he's a, he, he, he would have been on Warfield's side. He, he'd know where his bread's oh, buried. Yeah, he'd be, what are they called? You know, where they give information to the Nazis? A little turncoat? Yeah, fucking, there's a special you know, name for it, though, isn't there? But I've forgotten it. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy's what Jimmy. it's called. Yeah. But he, yeah, so they do that. Also, yeah, Sam Wonderwick has to stand there while they basically flick his hair and prod mm. him and all his. <laughs> and then as they send him off, they both say at the same time, We're back! Yeah, I've never had a job where I've given that much of a fuck. No. You know what I mean? It's like, it's. It, it's you imagine if somebody were like. <sighs> You'd think Lois would love working for a tabloid in Superman 1, not that story she writes. You know, there's only one P in Rapist, there's no Z in Brazier. <laughs> She tabloid writer all written all over her. Absolutely, and now she suddenly found a fucking soul. It's like yeah, you know, yeah. But they stop short to kick him Warfield up the arse as he walks away. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that yeah. sort of a scene, and mm. he's off. And then it just it wraps itself up really quickly. It's yeah. um, you got the Luthers driving along the um, a patch of road that had just opened in Watford called Bricket Wood. Oh, so you can de- you can actually drive down that road yourself, nephew? Yep, you can. You if can. you go past where Bricket Wood is, I can't remember the name of the road, but it was just opened at the time, so they had it to themselves and they drove up and down there. Oh, that's good. And uh, it's very England. It's mm-hmm. it looks like England. Oh, but, yeah. um They, uh, I like. You don't see Luther getting dropped. No, you do see Luther getting dropped. Prison, you I'm do. Um, the um, I like the fact that Superman goes and gets them and does that. That's a very Superman-y thing. It's a very you know, Superman-y like, thing when Luther says. Um, how did you how did you beat him? And then Superman says, High school physics, Luther, and I'm like, You just flew in space. Yeah. With people breathing. How is that high school physics? Also, it was nothing to do with physics. Nothing yeah. at all to do with physics. No. The sun went in, yeah. super nuclear man was temporarily depowered, and he just threw him into a nuclear reactor. Mm. So you should have just gone, How did you beat him? Violence. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> kicked his fucking teeth in. Um, so he's, it's yeah, it's nothing to do with physics. Um, Mario Hemingway. Sorry, go on. Mario Hemingway might have been playing a tin whistle in space for all the air that was up there. <laughs> and then Luther says, "Will the world recover?" And he's like, "No, it'll stay just as it is always, on the brink." Yeah. And then Enjoy he says, popcorn, "See you in kids." Yeah, and then he says, "See <laughs> you in 20. And the next Superman film was eighteen years later, so he was nearly right. Nearly right. Played by problematic. Um, actor Kevin Spacey. How is um, Paul Litchfield's? Oh, you've obviously you've you've heard that story about Paul Litchfield bumping into him at the Grouch Show, haven't you? No. Oh, I'll tell you off air. Okay, but leave this bit in. I will so leave people, this bit in, so, so people want to know. Oh, it's not um, rude. It's just that Paul got drunk and then, as he was leaving, turned around and, and clicked his fingers and pointed at him and said, "See you later, spaceman." <laughs> <laughs> I can. That's a poor thing. He is, I can, definitely. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And did, how did how did Kevin Spacey react? I don't think he reacted really. Uh, just, uh, okay. yeah. But um, yes, yeah, so Superman goes. We're on the brink of war. Mm-hmm. So and sleep tight, your kids, when you get home. Um, and uh, the orphy flies. He leaves. He leaves. Uh, he leaves Lenny at Boytown. Yes, takes Lenny to a boys' school. Yeah, and says he's been under a bad influence. Yeah, and uh, then. The vicar Continue. says, we look after everybody here, Superman. Yeah, li- like literally, yeah. it cuts one second before he fucking rips his own pants off. 
Yeah. Just, you know, Lenny's like, can I go to, can I go to jail with my uncle? No, no. no, <laughs> no, yeah. no. That's We're disgusting. Gonna... Stay here with us and these 50 boys. Yeah, we'll teach you a bit of breakdancing. We'll mm. spin you around. Um, so he goes into Boys Town. You can just see all the boys on the other side of the fence just with, with their eyes going, run. Just fucking run. Mm. Um, and then Superman brings uh, brings, brings the, uh, Luther back to that place where the guards still have yeah. jobs for some reason. And, and one of the guards is Mac Thingy Bobby, isn't he? Mac McDonald. From? The Irish actor. He, oh, sorry, the American actor. He used to be in everything. Was he in Red Dwarf? He was in Red Dwarf, yeah. Mm. But he, if there was something filmed in England, which it often was. Yeah. I'd love to write a book about that, but I'm thick. Uh, about all the American actors that lived in London during the 80s and were near, were near everything. There's a guy who was in... He was in a recent enough episode of Doctor Who... And I can't think of his name, but he's an American actor who lives in England, and he was one of the muggers at the beginning of Batman with Michael Keaton. Oh, and yeah. He's the guy who goes, uh, Johnny Gabs got gripped and took a walk off a roof. He's that guy. He's um, English, though. Shut up! He is! Is he English? Yeah, he was in our feet the same pet. Are we thinking of the same man? Yeah, the one with the pot face. Yeah! Yeah. Oh, well, I did not know that. I thought he was one of those lads who'd mm. moved to... Uh, who'd moved to England I tell you who doesn't do that and is an mm. American is Michael Brandon I don't see Michael Brandon in very many things Michael Brandon which one was he he's, he's Dempsey from Dempsey and Makepeace oh yeah no he doesn't the last thing I saw him was a Jonathan Creek from a long time ago well last time I remember him in was he was played a general in Doctor Who of course um, yeah. but he uh, yeah you'd assume he'd just get all of those kind of Rules, mm. but anyway, so then Superman he mm. fucking just goes off up into the sky, and then and that's the end of the film because from what we get from then on, yeah, is um, the end of Superman one, two, and is it do they do the yeah, uh, they use the same one in all four of them, yeah, do they okay? Mm. Well, you can't really have them on that then because yeah. it's the it's the little coda at the end, but yeah. I like that it's 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 sad because obviously Christopher Reeve was desperately unhappy making this film, yeah, and then the end of it is him from a happier movie, yeah, <laughs> just kind of flying in front of the earth with Having a, smile. a lovely time. Having a great time. I should have really shot the one for this for this one, and him just looks up at you and he's like rolls his eyes, just tuts, tuts, and flies off, going whoo, <laughs> yeah, doing big <laughs> shit all over the planet. Yeah, just fucking firing shit out of his ass at a rate of bullet, like a fucking Gatling gun, just shooting shit at the planet, mm. and just cutting to people all over the earth, people rebuilding the Great Wall of China, just getting hit with shit, people in the street rebuilding Metropolis, getting hit with shit. You if know. I was that man, what was that man, Tim Thingy Bobby, Tim Peak? Oh yeah! Oh, the, the astronaut. Man. Yeah, when he was on the International Space Station, I'd have done that. I'd have just, I'd have kept doing a dump out the window. I'm not sure they're happens. designed for that though. I mean, it's. <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> what does this button do? Oh, that's if you want to take a shit out the window, Tim. Well, now, I, that, now that's all I want to do. I mean, you know, because I keep thinking about this. You know, when Tim Peake was up there, yeah, it was the height of the uh, Islamic State taking over and murdering people. Right. If I was him, I'd have been, I'd have been chucking pennies out because you know the velocity would have turned them into weapons of war. Yeah, I mean, I this is what I was going to say when when the uh, when the bricks fell off the Empire State Building. Mm. Have you been up the Empire State Building? No. Right. Well, I, I've been there, and it's like they've got all this cage across the top to stop you flinging yourself over. Mm. Um, but it's there's gaps in it that you can obviously throw stuff through. Mm. And I was told that if you threw a penny mm. out. From the Empire State Building, it when it, it would get so fast hmm. as it was going down that it would it would tear through somebody, like it would just rip this through. This is somebody. what Tim Peake should have done. But I don't think it's true. I I looked it up because I'm planning on going back, hmm. and um, the I think it just gets to a certain 
velocity because hmm. a penny weighs fuck all, doesn't it? So hmm. um, I think it would probably wouldn't probably wouldn't be doing them favors, but I don't think it would. I don't think it would slice through them like a. Oh, knife. Imagine an episode of like Columbo where it turns out the murderer was an astronaut. Was played by Patrick McGowan. Played by Patrick McGowan. I uh, was up in space that day. Is that how you're going to do the line on the day? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> a penny, Mr. <Kister> Columbo. <laughs> Why would I have a penny when I'm in space? <laughs> just and then he's just about to leave, and Columbo spies a little purse yeah. just behind the spaceman chair, and it's just filled with pennies. It'd be and like just just one more question. My wife's a huge fan of yours. Would you sign this book? And as he opens his 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 pen, a little penny falls out. Little penny falls out, and Patrick McGowan's face drops. It doesn't drop. He sort of he stares at it for a second, then smiles at Columbo. Like going to jail is no big deal. But um, yeah, it's. I would. I mean, I think. I mean, it's a good. The, it's a good way of maybe waging war on the Islamic State. <laughs> I that would be quite costly. In many ways. I mean, I was thinking in that Bond film, Die Another Day. They've got the space laser coming down from space. Mm. The yeah. British equivalent is very much a bloke in space throwing coins. Because <laughs> that's all we could afford. Just a bag full of, like a pillowcase full of pennies. Mm. About 500 quid's worth. Mm. And it's just flicking them. Mm. Flicking them. But it, 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 this, that's the end of the film. You build up to, like, it's this training montages of him in England flicking pennies at targets. And his you training would be one of those machines you get on the pier where you put a two pin and it pushes the other ones down. Yes. Yeah. 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 Possibly yeah. win a fiver, and it comes off, and yeah, but it never happens. No, because it's he, glued to the bottom. It's all glued, and mm. it's like yeah. But he's doing that, and the end of the montage is he gets another seventeen pence worth of pennies, and he just punches the air like Rocky Star. Yeah. And then he's going off in space, and he's just got a big muscly flicking finger mm. that he's, and he just just cuts to, and maybe he prevents nine eleven. Maybe it's oh. an alternative reality. Wouldn't that for, be amazing? Yeah, like it's, it's just, the precision of it, like the guy who's taking the plane over he just gets hit in the eye by one by a, by a penny but maybe he's got maybe he's used one of those other things at the fair where you can crush a penny to get a picture on it oh yeah 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 so it's got it's got a picture of a tardis on it or something or the, the punisher symbol the punisher symbol <laughs> tim peak is the, pun- the space punisher space punisher that's yeah. the third punisher film mm. where uh, tim peak plays um what's the punisher's name frank, frank castle frank castle yeah mm. he'd be frank arsehole it's be- <laughs> And he'd be really frank. Mr. Hornby wrote, turns up, how frank is your arsehole? <laughs> is it honest as fuck? Isn't that a Bee Gees song? How frank is your arsehole? <laughs> anyway, Superman 4. Superman 4, brilliant. Yeah. I want to just say before we wrap it up mm. that um, I didn't like Superman 4 before this. I, I still don't love it, mm. but I think, as I said, I always used to put it in the same box as Batman and Robin, starring George Clooney, and mm. um, it really, really, really doesn't deserve that. It's it, there's entertaining bits in it, um, in, unintentionally possibly, but I mean, it, it's there's and there's moments of charm, and it's it's nice to see all of them back together again. Yeah, you know, um, and it's look, it's a victim of its it's it, through no fault of its own. It's a victim of a lot of backstage shit happening where its budget was slashed by half, and mm. you know, all of this stuff. So. Yeah. They, they, it, you know, it's, it's a bit, it's, 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 it's not the best film ever made, and that's, that's fair enough. But I mean, it's by no man and Robin makes me angry. It mm. makes me physically angry, and I, I can't, and I will never watch it again. Not even as a kind of a, not even as a kind of, oh, let's just see, mm. or to show somebody how bad it is. They can find out for themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, um, it's fucking awful. Mm. So Superman four. It, it doesn't. It doesn't even hold a candle to Superman three, no. but it's it's not 
it won't be the last time in my life. I, well, I mean, I can't say. I get hit by a bus tomorrow, but I mean, it's. I'll definitely watch it again. Or a penny, you know. I could be hit by a penny from the Space Punisher's flick. Frank Arsenal strikes again. Frank Arsenal took my head off with some coppers. Oh uh, man! So there's time for the quick fire question round. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So Johnny Candon. Yes. What's your favourite Bond film? I'm going to say Moonraker. Excellent. I like Moonraker a lot, and it's, mm. it's, it, it, it hit me at the right time. I was born in 1973, mm-hmm. um, and Moonraker was probably on telly around about 1979 or something, you know, thereabouts, you know, late 70s, early 80s, was, you know. And I just think the beginning of that, with the um, falling out of a plane and sort of skydiving, mm. that that thrilled the living shit out of me. Mm. I thought that was one of the best things. And when Jaws opens his mouth to bite his leg and he pulls the thing and everything joyous and i think it's why it's why it's not the reason i love point break i think point break's great fun on its own but mm. i think um that sort of skydiving without a parachute thing that's a fucking exciting thing to do i'm surprised more people haven't done it so yeah moonraker definitely brilliant what's your least favorite i mean there are there are, there are a few bad ones but what's the, is it is it is it it's Pierce Brosnan film, and is it Die Another Day or Tomorrow Never Dies? Where with the invisible, not the invisible car so much, but the um, the windsurfing. Die Another Day. Die Another Day, where he's mm. kind of he's kind of he parasurfing into career. On it, but he's on it. It's on it. It's on a. Um, oh, you mean the CGI wave? Yeah, yeah, that's Die Another Day. Yeah. That's Die Another Day. It's. it's yeah. I, I think that's one of the most appalling films I've seen. Uh, not just James Bond. I think it's awful. Um, and I, it, it, one of the things I loved about Bond is the fact that they, like Indiana Jones and everything, it was it was mainly, as much as they could possibly do, stunt work. Hmm. And that's obviously Pierce Brosnan standing in front of a green screen while they really badly CGI stuff in behind him. So yeah. um, I hated that film. So Die Another Day. Okay. It's, it's a, there's a few more, but that's, that's the worst in my eyes. All right. And can you give me your best Bond made-up film title? Uh, right. Well, I, <laughs> I thought if they're going to go the next Bond film, if they do, if they if they go even grittier hmm. um, and more violent and away from the charm of the Roger Moore's and everything, I I I wanted to call it "I'll kick your fucking teeth in," <laughs> but I thought it was to make it a Bond film. It, I'll kick your fucking teeth in tomorrow. <laughs> oh God, I love I'd, that. I'd watch that. So, I'd definitely yeah. fucking watch that, yeah. <clears throat> so Bond is full of silly lady names such as Holly Goodhead, Plenty O'Toole and Penelope Smallbone. Can you give me your yeah. best Bond lady name? Uh, yes, right. I was very proud of myself. <laughs> her, name's, her name's Miss Position, right? <laughs> but her first name is Yunri, so it's Miss Yunri Position. <laughs> That's perfect. There you go. If that turns up in a film, I'm suing. I'll kick your fucking teeth in tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, who would you have as James Bond next? I I would like it. I, do you know what? There's so many people. I, 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 I could give a boring answer. Like I would like a Bob Hoskins or somebody like that mm. as, as James Bond. I think, you know, he's an angry... In the books and stuff, he's an angry kind of guy with scars and stuff like that. And he's in his 40s, isn't he, or something mm. in the in the book. But it... So somebody like that, I'd say it's probably going to be a Henry Cavill or um, one of those lads. So Bob Hoskins, but okay. he's retired, hasn't he? He's dead. Yeah, Bob Hoskins died, didn't he? He did. Yeah, of a sad thing, didn't he have? Didn't he have some kind I think of it was Parkinson's? Yeah, yeah, bless him. Mm. Yeah, he's good. But Bob Hoskins, I'd like to see that. I just think it will be. 
Who do you think it'll be? It will be somebody boring like... Yeah, I just don't know. Tom I think Hiddleston. it'll be someone on the brink. It won't be someone who's already famous. Uh, well, when I say Tom Hiddleston, I don't think he'd do it. I think he could yeah. think he's already he's fine. But yeah, somebody. I wouldn't mind if they did a Batman. Like if they, actually Robert Pattinson's quite famous anyway. Mm. Just just do a thing where it's a younger guy and yeah. Mm. I don't know. Well, we'll Timothy find out Chalamet. in two years. Apparently, is that right? They need two years to think about it. They said. Because yeah. okay. they f- fucked it up so much. Well, I mean. <sighs> I, I, I just I went to see the last one in the cinema and yeah I don't know I don't mm. know it's like you've been doing these long enough you should know how to make them yeah it's mm. it's 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 it's, it's it was a sad thing and I, whatever they did at the end I know they kind of go oh they didn't see that coming did you go, I don't give a fuck mm. don't care you know what I mean it's it's silly but um, yeah I don't know it's like I, do, do you think do you still get as excited about going to see a Bond film now as when like what was the last one that thrilled you what was the last one you went going oh well it's Bond and then you came out going that was fucking brilliant Casino Royale maybe yeah um, but yeah not for a long time I think the last one that really did that was probably hmm maybe Goldeneye yeah just because I, I didn't know what to expect because it had been a little while yeah I mean, I think I think Goldeneye was Goldeneye was Goldeneye was very good actually, mm. but um, poor old Pierce Brosnan after that it all went off a cliff. I think. Yeah. I don't think he was very well served with scripts and shit. But I think, um, no. yeah, I think Daniel Craig fine in Casino Royale. Uh, in fact, he's done nothing wrong. I just think that, I just think they've what they did was they saw the Bourne movies and went, oh, we'll have some of that. They're brilliant, and they go, yeah, they're brilliant, but just <laughs> they exist already. Just do, yeah. do your own thing, you know. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Well, Johnny Cannon, thank you so much for taking a quest for peace with me. Well, thank you very much. I look forward to how you edit this because it's going to be a long one. But yeah. um, but uh, but thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. It was brilliant. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.